Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Jabber and Jake podcast. We are on episode seven now, which is crazy to think of. Lucky number seven. I know it's, you know, we're still in the single digits of uh, episode numbers, but, you know, who knows? I didn't know if I would even get this far. Every journey begins with a single step, as they would say. And so far, we've taken seven, and hopefully, We'll be taking many, many more on this journey together. We are uh, doing a a bit of a special episode this week. Uh, Well, special, I guess, in the sense that I am on the road. I am not in my closet recording studio like I have been for the previous episodes. We are on vacation uh, and... I decided to record while I was on the road, uh, partly because I thought it might be fun or cool uh, just to record, get a different perspective, record in a new location. Also, because I just didn't record ahead and plan ahead. Maybe it's more that reason than the first, which sounds a lot better. But, uh, yeah, I... uh, I don't think I'd mentioned this in any episodes before, but uh, I had gotten poison ivy on my arm, and it was so horrible. One of the worst things uh, that I could have gotten um, in terms of like rashes or sicknesses or stuff that I've I've gotten. Obviously, there have been things that have definitely been worse, like COVID. Uh, when I had gotten that at first, I thought I was dying. Blah, blah, blah. I can't talk, apparently. <laughs> when I got that, uh, I thought I was dying the first night. But the poison ivy was pretty bad. I'd never gotten poison ivy before in my life because, let's be honest, I hardly ever go outside. But, you know, this one of the few times I did. And, of course, because I wasn't really paying attention, I'd never gotten it before, I wasn't really looking out for it that well. And let's be honest, nobody really knows what poison ivy looks like until they get poison ivy. And then you never forget what the plant looks like because you're like, that, that, that motherfucker right there is the one that got me. But because I was not paying attention, looking for it at all, I rubbed my arm all over it, like got the oils all over my arm, and it just broke out in the worst worst poison ivy rash. I mean, it was bad. And I didn't realize that it was that bad until I was told by other people that it was bad. I mean, I could tell it was bad compared to anything else I'd gotten before, but I, I, as far as poison ivy rashes, I thought it could have just been like the average poison ivy rash, which I found out seemed to not be the case. Um, but... Yeah, I, I I got it, and of course, it ended up breaking out into these horrible blisters and, and rash all over my entire arm, and I was trying to just ride it out and let it pass on its own, um, but it was kind of, it was sort of getting better, but very slowly, but also a couple of things, you know, is the blisters after a bit weren't the worst thing. 
it was the inflammation that was just putting so much pressure on my arm and the joints and stuff like that. And also the thought that we would be gone on vacation this week. I figured I should get ahead of the curve and go see the doctor. And uh, just I thought I was going to go in and just get some like cream or ointment or something to put on it to help with the inflammation. So I went to the clinic one morning just to get it checked out. And when the doctor came in, she uh, she took one look at it and she said, oh my God, that's bad. She said, I'm going to come back in or with a steroid shot for you and prescribe you some steroid pills and antihistamines and uh, give you an ointment for it. And that'll be that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, thanks, doc. Didn't know it was that bad. But man, I tell you what, I should have gone to the doctor so much sooner. I mean, that stuff worked like magic. I mean, by the next day, it was already like a million times better. The pain was basically completely gone. Um, and now, yeah, it's, it's, it's barely there. So that's good. Anyway, sorry, just to, uh, just to address that if the sound quality is not consistent or I drift in and out of being loud or something like that, I apologize. Like I said, we're doing a bit of a mobile setup. So instead of my microphone being firmly held in place by the stand that I usually have it on. I'm just holding it in my hand and not really controlling my head or hand position too well. So a little behind the scenes look for you, a little casual vacation feel for you. Hopefully it doesn't translate to unprofessionalism and it translates into like just a cool, more low key personal episode. But yeah, so we're, uh, we're on vacation in Tennessee right now. Uh, I love Tennessee, especially this part of Tennessee that we're in. It's just really beautiful. Uh, we're in, well, we're staying in, in Gatlinburg. And the accommodations they tend to do here, well, I mean, they have, of course, the normal accommodations that they have anywhere in any touristy areas with hotels and resorts and stuff like that. But a cool accommodation that you do here is you rent out a log cabin in the mountains. And it's just a cool, like unique interesting and and quiet accommodation you get to have your own log cabin in the woods in the mountains which is really nice um so that's that's what we're doing for our accommodation but it's really cool gatlinburg which is where we're staying it's like really just like the this these villages sort of isolated in the mountains um gatlinburg is in a in a in a region in Tennessee that's often called the Smoky Mountains uh, given the name because the mountains here sort of have this very smoky look or or haze over them gives them their their appearance and their name and the uh, the town the houses and, and stuff like that have just kind of built in into the mountains kind of tucked away uh, it, it almost has like a hidden away sort of back you know tucked away in secret sort of feel um you're going through just these it's it's basically like you're going through these little narrow um ravines and 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 passages in between these towering mountains and thick dense forests on either side of you it really is like a frontier wildernessy type feel in stark contrast to if you just a 15 20 minute drive out you're in Gatlin, like downtown Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge, which is a huge tourist 
destination with all kinds of attractions and stuff. Uh, it's just crazy. You can almost forget that's here. Um, once you once you tuck away into the mountains, which is kind of cool. And I can only imagine, because I think a lot of these cabins are privately owned by people. And they'll rent them out. They'll just, um, you know, have these, like, resort companies manage all the, the cleaning and maintenance and finding tenants for them and stuff. I can only imagine the the money that these people make off, you know, guests staying at their their cabins and and visiting and stuff like that. Uh, and I can only imagine how much it would cost someone to buy one of these things. But speaking of those those uh, the sort of mountain village feel out here. You know, it really does feel like they just plopped a road down in these valleys and just kind of went along with the land. I mean, the road, some of these roads coming in through here are so narrow and so windy and curvy. I mean, you're like, <laughs> you can't go too fast unless you want to just topple right over the edge. But we were driving through and my brother, he was hilarious. He was complaining so much about the road saying why can't they just build these roads straight why 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 are they curving them like this like and i'm like well you know i mean look at the landscape dude they have to they have to work with what they got they kind of have to go around and stuff like that you know if they if they don't it's going to be just way too costly because if they're they keep going straight they're going to have to move earth they're going to have to you know they're going to have to put a lot more expense and a lot more materials either in clearing out land, you know, so they can get through and it's flat and level, or sometimes they just have to straight up go through a mountain, which means they're going to have to build a tunnel, they're going to have to blast, they're going to have to get the materials to build the tunnel. I said, that's just not going to be cost effective or, or time effective, I'm sure. So they just are like, we'll just go around it. And, you know, it could be people's property lines were sort of drawn that way already anyway. But... So as we were going through different places, he would point out, he'd be like, oh, look, look, what was the point of this curve here? They just could have kept it straight here, you know, when it was like just going through sort of a clearing, like a field in somebody's property. You know, he'd be like, oh, there's another spot, could have been straight, but nope, they had to curve it here. Oh, they had to curve it here. Yeah. I'm missing my oops button. I probably would have used it there to be like, oops, the road's not straight. But I had this kind of thought about the oops button. Because the funny thing is, believe it or not, there's situations where I accidentally press it. I, and maybe you're wondering how that happens. You know, maybe you're going to move it or something and you're, you just happen to be carrying too many things or whatever. And you're just like, oh, I'll grab the oops button. I can carry it. And it's like, if you accidentally press it, right it's going to go off and say oops and when you're accidentally pressing it you're kind of thinking like oops i pressed it by accident and in that type of situation where you make an oops what do you reach for to press the oops button right but it's already going off for you so it's like it's like one of those paradoxes or whatever that they make you think about it's like well if you accidentally press the oops button then it warrants an oops, but you've already pressed it, so it's already giving an oops. So is it actually possible to accidentally press the oops button? Well, I don't know. You tell me.
but yeah so we're we're in we're in tennessee like i said tennessee apparently its nickname is the volunteer state now i don't know how long that nickname's been around where that nickname came from whatever but i'm i'm sorry that is just has to be the weirdest or like worst nickname ever i mean i'm not quite sure like what is it what does it even mean you know they just volunteering to do stuff or you know like back in the day when they were coming up with the state nicknames like how did it work you know was there a panel and they're just like you know all right so we're forming the 50 states now I know that's not how it works, right? States were added gradually or whatever as the country grew. But just go with it for the bit, right? So we're making 50 states now. Uh, we're going to go around to all the states. Give a name, a nickname. Um, your, nat your, your state bird, your state tree, your favorite flavor of ice cream. And what your hobbies are. And when they got to Tennessee, they said, Well, I, I'm t my name is Tennessee my nickname is the volunteer state and the person with the clipboard was like I'm sorry could you repeat that well we're the volunteer state we volunteer for things the person with the clipboard was like uh-huh what do you volunteer for well anything really you know uh like helping old ladies cross the street or, uh, you know, helping sell concessions at the, like, kids' softball games on the weekends, or, uh, you know, whatever else you volunteer for. Or was it like they had the panel and, and it's just like, all right, listen, we got this list of nicknames, you know, approved or, or, or required nicknames that each state has to take and, you know, some you may not get the nickname you want, but that's just the rules, right? And they get to Tennessee, and they're like, "Well, hey, listen, you know, this is what I got it. This is what I got. You got to take the volunteer state, or they, or they voted, you know, or they did rock paper scissors or stuff, or drew at random, and Tennessee get the volunteer state." Uh, hey, I think it's great. I think volunteering is great. Not a, not a, not a great nickname. I'm sorry. You know, I guess it's too late to change it. But if it's not you know let's help you out tennessee let's let's find you a new nickname let's go to the bar get some drinks wait for silly silly happenings to unfold for you to get your new nickname or something we also we saw a license plate that was from illinois and it said land of lincoln and my brother and i said oh hold on a second i thought lincoln lived in kentucky he was from kentucky and so I kind of did a very brief Googling on it. Um, and I saw that, so I guess Lincoln did live in Illinois for some time. Uh, well, I, I hardly think that that qualifies as it being the land of Lincoln. I mean, I don't know how long he lived there, to be fair, you know. It's been a while since I brushed up on my history. It's like, if he lived there most of his life, okay, fair enough. But, you know, if he lived there for, like, maybe a couple of years out of his life or whatever, 
you know it's like you come on you're cashing in on that right like you're just trying to get tourists or something it's like oh land of lincoln look we got lincoln logs and stuff you know he lived in a log cabin uh and he lived here he lived here in a log cabin for a week you know it's like if the pope came and lived you know in in springfield massachusetts or something for a week it doesn't suddenly become the vatican you know what i'm saying um so they're they're milking it they know they're milking it i mean let's be honest so uh we'll we'll get a petition started for uh tennessee and illinois to get some help with their uh their taglines and their their nicknames and whatnot um so if you have any ideas please write into the show which speaking of which i'm potentially losing my mind but uh, if i mentioned this already if i didn't mention this I mentioned on a previous episode of the podcast that I would put a Q&A in it for you to suggest segments, but for some reason that feature is not there anymore, uh, so you may have noticed that the last episode did not in fact have a Q&A, uh, so I'm trying to look into why that is, if that feature is just not available right now, or if there's something I need to change about my podcast for it to become available on spotify or what have you but i will look into that and if i can do it great i will let you know when there will be a q a if not i'll try and find another way where you can submit potential segments you'd like to see on the show also you may have noticed that we have ads now which is pretty cool uh thanks to your support so far listening to the show uh, listening, sharing, watching. Uh, I have now been able to unlock some ads. Thanks to our lovely host, Anchor, who makes this podcast possible. I'm not, you know, this isn't a, this isn't the ad read for them now. I mean, you'll hear that, but it's, it's great. It's a platform that's made this podcast possible. So that's really cool that, um, I'm able to do ads for them now and start making some some revenue off this podcast. Um, so, another shenanigan my brother and I got up to on the road on the way here was... Okay, I don't know if everyone will know what this is. If you drive a Jeep, then you may know what this is. But there's this thing that people always talk about called the Jeep Wave. I remember when I was working at a summer camp, I actually, one of my coworkers um, was w- working on getting a Jeep Wrangler because she wanted to be able to do the Jeep wave to other Jeep drivers. The Jeep wave is basically just this thing that Jeep drivers do if they pass each other on the road, where they basically just, you know, take their hand on the steering wheel and just sort of like do a casual little wave, like a two-finger wave or whatever. It's honestly just... I think a thing that most people do waving at each other in cars if they pass each other and they feel compelled to wave or they know the other person or whatever, right? I don't know what the origin of the Jeep wave thing is, but it's just a a thing that exists, I guess, even though it's kind of not really a real thing. Um, But my brother and I came up with a new idea for the Jeep wave, and it's just when you flip the other person off. So now 
every time we see a Jeep, we don't actually flip them off, you know, because that would just be absolutely rude. But in our minds, we think that, and we kind of do it subtly where no one outside the car can actually see it. So we pass a Jeep, we're like, Jeep wave, and flip the middle finger at them and have a good laugh amongst ourselves. Just a thing we like to do to amuse ourselves as we're going along in the car. And another thing we saw in the car driving by today actually was this place that had deep fried uh, Oreos and funnel cakes and stuff like that. There's always something with funnel cakes and deep fried foods that you don't normally see deep fried at a tourist place. And it reminded me of this time a few years back when we were at an amusement park and we got some fried Oreos and it was one of those amusement parks that had those little trains that just like they have two or three stops that go around the park and you can just ride around sort of chill and whatever you know most of the you know the ones right but we get on there with our deep fried oreos right and there's this lady on the row either behind us or in front of us and she's like oh my gosh those are so unhealthy that's like a heart attack waiting to happen listen You know, I don't know what the, this person's intent was, right? I'm sure they uh, they had good intentions in mind. But, like, I'm going to be honest, right? If you're the type of person that feels compelled to tell somebody that w- when they're eating deep fried Oreos that it's unhealthy and you're going to give your, you know, speak your mind about it unprompted, I'm sorry, but you're a little, little bit of an asshole, <laughs> I, I just got to be honest about that, right? Like, hey, you know what? I, I get it, right? It's not like I'm sitting there ordering the, the deep fried Oreos and then I get them and, and someone tells me that. And I'm like, oh, what? Really? Oh, man, you know, I was I was at the place selling the deep fried Oreos and stuff, right? And I was sitting there just kind of thinking and wondering right do i want like the deep fried oreos or i want the deep fried cob salad like my bad uh man i I wish somebody was there to tell me that these deep fried oreos were unhealthy i I didn't realize they were unhealthy i wouldn't have gotten them then i would have gotten the the, you know the deep fried cob salad i'm sure that was healthier like you know darn well maybe i shouldn't eat these now like no come on yeah i get it you know, they're not healthy, right? We all sometimes will eat things that are unhealthy because sometimes we just want to enjoy life, and that's okay. I mean, if it's something you eat every day for breakfast, maybe you want to reevaluate your life choices. Unless you don't want to live, you know, for that long, then by all means, go ahead. But it's like, hey, come on. Let me enjoy my deep-fried Oreos. It's not something I eat all the time. You know, your boy's been going to the gym, working out, eating healthy. Not this week. I mean, he's trying to keep it, you know, from going too off the rails. But while he's on vacation, he's going to enjoy, you know. So, I implore you, you know, if you're out there, you see a family enjoying some deep fried Oreos, you know. Just think just think in your mind how unhealthy that is. But don't, uh, don't shame them or, or guilt them or make them feel bad about it. I had a I had a weird dream the other night here while I was here, and it was this weird. I, I hate I should have written it down more, you know. Dream dream journals 
I think that's a great idea. We should we should do them more. Cause, you know, so many dreams where you just you you start to for, you forget. Sometimes you forget the entire thing. Like as soon as you wake up, it's like right there, and then it just boom, gone, disappears, right? But it's like dreams. You always just start to quickly forget details and stuff about them, right? But this weird dream I had, it was like sort of zombie apocalypse type thing where there was like these it was I, I I am gonna say it was like ant people but maybe they were also partnering with like rats or rat people or whatever right but it was like these ant people that just had a vendetta against humans and wanted them dead and basically it was mostly at night I think you know if you were out and about like humans or their pets or animals were out and about, these ant people would just like come up and, and kill you. I mean, they were like these, you know, they're, the, it's not like they were just like ants, right? Or sort of ant people, right? Like they were like, you know, they're genetically, they're genetic like killing machines, right? Like their physiology and stuff, just, you know, they got these razor sharp claws or whatever, but they're like ants. And they're like sentient, intelligent, like ant creature, ant people, like like strategize and are like basically waging war on humans, right? Like you could, you could go have a a, a chat with their their with them and fucking be like, hey man, like stop killing us. And be like, nah, fuck you. We're gonna kill all the humans, and be like, no, don't don't kill all the humans, dude. Like Planet of the Apes type thing or whatever. I've never seen Planet of the Apes, but you know, sentient like animals or animal creatures right and i was part of the resistance that was fighting against them and you know it's always starts painting where painting it in such a bleak light for humanity like we're really struggling and even the resistance that trying to fight back is having a hard time but and it's one of the you know obviously well i wouldn't say that just you know my team or, or me came in extra clutch or whatever i mean i you know as far as the dream was going i hadn't died i mean i woke up before it was finished because my dad came in and you know basically hopped on me and put <laughs> jokingly put a pillow over my head to wake me up so i kind of came out of the dream but yeah i remember it was uh it's kind of scary when you're in it right because Dreams just feel so real while you're in them. At least they do to me. And, uh, you know, so you're worried about actual mortality. Or, for me, it was my dog. I was worried about my dog getting killed. But, my mom was my mom was having weird dreams too. I, I can't remember if she told me about her, her dream or not. Or if it was a dream. Uh, I didn't ask my dad or my brother about any dreams they had. But... Uh, my mom I remember I think she said I think this is what she said she didn't know if it was a dream or not I think I was thinking this wasn't the dream and she told me about a separate dream but I remember she said she saw one night this ghost of a lady um, you know while she was like half asleep or whatever I thought she saw this ghost of a lady come over to her bedstand and take the cover she had a candle on her bedstand lit and she thought in this dream, she saw this lady, she could tell she was floating and smiling, so it was a friendly spirit, just sort of float over 
pick up the cover for the candle and cover the candle so it would it would go out and uh you know so whether you, that that happened or not you know if it happened then the ghost was just looking out for us being friendly making sure we didn't you know this the place didn't burn down which is cool um or it could have just been my dad putting out the candle too you know because he said he put out the candle but i've been on trips before okay so i've been on a couple of trips um where you have to take like you know this medication just preventative for malaria I've been to India and to Honduras. And apparently one of the side effects of that is having really weird, messed up dreams. And I remember on those trips, everyone else with me was having these weird dreams. And I swear, I was like the only one not having them, which was so interesting. Um, I kind of felt jealous. I mean, I know they had some really messed up and sometimes scary dreams, but uh, I never had them. I do remember too on one of the trips, one of the guys with us, he would go, he would go to sleep fully clothed and you just hear him wake up like, what the hell? <laughs> Why am I naked? And he, he's just stripping in his sleep. But, but in all fairness to the guy, I've had that happen to me before too. Um, you know, at home where I, I go to sleep in my pajamas and I wake up and probably just get too hot and just strip in my sleep or something at least i hope that's what it is maybe it was like a, a ghost coming to haunt me and strip strip me anyway uh, i don't know how i got down this rabbit hole but um went to the uh went to the went to the hospital not for me uh i didn't need to go to the hospital but someone in my family needed the hospital uh on this trip which apparently is something I don't know if, if I'm cursed, if I invite it or something, but like every trip I've been on, there's always been a hospital visit, either family vacations, um, whether it's my brother getting food poisoning, or in this case, uh, someone injuring themselves, and, but like every trip I've been on, I swear there's a hospital visit, even not my family vacations, I went, on, I've gone on like a vacation, um, with some friends before to Mexico and the, the uh one of the guys on the trip I get a knock on the door at like one in the morning uh this person had like this really bad ear infection they hadn't realized sort of that it happened um till a couple of days after it happened so it's getting worse so we needed to go to the emergency room and they like perforated their eardrum and all kinds of crazy stuff from scuba diving but you know I'm just glad I was there to help I uh I brought that person to the hospital for their their ear thing. Um, I drove to the hospital on this trip for the injured leg. But uh, I guess maybe I just invite catastrophe. So um, really great selling point for myself, I guess. Uh, don't go on vacation with me because you may end up in the hospital. Let's see, what else? Um... Yeah, we're getting to pretty... Yeah, we're at the about the 30-minute mark. I had a couple of things. Um, maybe in a future episode, I'll elaborate more on some of these stories I've talked about. We saw this... Uh, just a couple things to touch on real quickly that I just want to wrap up in this episode. We saw in Tennessee also this college called South College. 
lot of effort really went into that name. Like, so non-specific. You tell somebody, it's like, oh, yeah, I go to South College. First of all, I guarantee you there's at least one other college in this world called that. Probably another college in this country called that. I don't know if it was a community college or like a university or whatever. But it's like, you know, no matter what, when you tell somebody you go there, you're going to have to explain or elaborate. Like, oh, what college you go to? Oh, South College. Oh, cool. Where's that? Uh, What is it? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, it's in Tennessee. Like, um, I don't know, Chattanooga or whatever. It's not in Chattanooga, but I'm just throwing out a Tennessee place. Also, definitely, there are so many places further south of it. You know, unless you have this college on Antarctica, like at the South Pole. There's always going to be stuff more south of you. So, you know, to someone else, you're going to be north. You're going to be in North College. But that's just that. Um, also, we saw a magic show today, which was pretty cool, as a thing we did on our vacation. Uh, <laughs> it was funny because as you get, at least with me, as you get older, you try and, like, really hyper-focus on, on stuff to see if you can see how the guy's doing the trick. And there were definitely some that I was able to tell. Um, at least some of it. Of course, that's the fun thing about magic is there are other, right? Even if you know some of the things, uh, especially with a good magician, they have ways of still surprising you with other stuff. But it's funny. This guy had the nicest teeth I think I've ever seen in real life. You know, he had those suspiciously like perfect teeth that he obviously, he's put a lot of money into them, right? And he's, he's performed in Vegas for a few years. So it kind of makes sense, right? If you perform in Vegas, you got like the perfect teeth, the veneers, the perfect, like they like, glow almost when you smile and they're perfectly straight you know they've been um they've had work you know they've they've they're basically they've they got like the lamborghini of teeth right but it was cool i really enjoyed it and uh we (laughs) my mom really fooled us well into keeping it a surprise um as far as what it was but it was a fun time so all in all it's been a really it's been a really fun trip and we're gonna have a fun time the rest of the week and uh I was glad I was able to record this and still get this out to you all. I wish you all a great day, and I will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.